Aloha, people of God. This is your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. Man, today we're going to get in it right quick, okay? This message probably won't be very long, probably won't be very long. We'll see how that goes. Um, what I wanted to do, this is, this is a kind of a serious message, right? It's not kind of, it's a serious message, okay? It's about compromise, right? It's about the body of Christ. It's about compromise. It's about the gospel of Christ. It's about focus, right? Okay, it's about a mandate. This is some serious stuff here. So what? Well, let me see what today's title is gonna be. Let me see, let me see. We're gonna title this bad boy You can't please everybody. Okay? You can't please everybody. Now, y'all know this is the truth. Okay? You can't please everybody. So, what we're going to do is get right into it. Here's the scripture. Father, we thank you for the word today. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the word, which goes out with power and clarity. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would bind up any confusion, any religious spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, help us to receive your word and, and, and deliver it, God, with power and clarity, Father, in the name of Jesus, so that the people that are perishing, they don't perish, God, because they've got your word. So we ask this in, in Jesus' name, and we consider it done. Thank you. So in Romans 1, Romans 1, verse 16 and 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So let's look at this. We have Paul. Paul wrote the book of Romans. We know this. We have Paul who was raised up as a Pharisee. In fact, Paul went on to say he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, right? He was of the highest rank in the Pharisees, trained by Gamaliel himself, right? This man was the Pharisee, okay? And you also have to understand, right? Think about this. The Israelites have always known, the Jews have always known that they are God's special people. They're God's people, right? God didn't lead anybody else. Jehovah God, he didn't, the Lord God, he didn't lead anybody else through the desert and, and split open the Red Sea and, you know, do all of these miracles and signs, these great signs, all of these plagues that he brought upon Pharaoh and, and upon all of Egypt, right? to get his people back. No other God has ever done anything like that. Such a show of power, majesty, right? It was spectacular and love, right? Because he did it out of love. He wasn't just doing it because he's God and I said, do it, Pharaoh, right? You better do it. He wanted his people. One thing about the Lord is that he loves his people, right? You don't mess with God's people, okay? You don't do that. So you have to remember, the Jews knew that they're God's people. They know that they had God's laws, right? They even talked about that, right? Hey, 
what what other nation on earth has has laws as great as these right handed down to us by our God himself but see the problem is that over the years they forgot about God but they just had the law right they had God's laws but they forgot about God they forgot about the Lord okay so what you have is you have these Pharisees who you know the Pharisees knew the law but they didn't know the Lord the Bible talks about how he came he came unto his own right he came he came he put on flesh and he dwelt amongst us he came amongst his own right but they knew him not so the Pharisees knew the law but they didn't know the Lord right what they didn't understand is you know they they're thinking that Jesus is some radical right and they're teaching you know Jesus and the way that's what they were called they're teaching this new gospel which is perverted right it's going to lead people away from Yahweh. It's going to lead people away from Jehovah, right? And it's going to point them to this man whom we clearly know is Joseph and Mary's son, right? He's teaching this false gospel, this, this doctrine, right? But what they didn't understand, right? They, they knew the law, but they didn't know the Lord, right? So the Bible talks about they have the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law, right? So... They didn't have understanding. They memorized the word of God, but they didn't have understanding. Because see, if they had understanding, they would have understood that the Old Testament pointed to Christ. If, if they knew the Lord, if they really knew the Lord, if they had understanding, all the dots, you know, you connect the dots together. They point to Jesus. They point to the Lord, that Jesus is the Lord, that the Lord literally put on flesh and came down and dwelt among his own people that he made. And they knew him not and they killed him. Right. And that was allowed. It was part of Father God. It was part of God's plan, Father's plan. Right. All along. So. You know, we have to. We have to paint the whole picture here. Right. So this was what this was what was going on in, you know, in Israel. Right. This is what was going on. Right. Why they were so upset with Jesus, because, you know, for ages, all they knew was the Old Testament. I believe they call it the Torah. They knew that. Right. They knew that. <laughs> but they, they didn't know this new this new gospel. Right. Which was being written as it was, you know, it was being lived out. Right. We have it now and it's it's encapsulated now in what we call the Bible. But back then they didn't have that. Right. So all the Pharisees knew is like, hey, what is this? Right. <laughs> Jesus. Right. What do you mean? He's the bread. What do you mean you're going to eat his flesh? What do you mean you're going to drink his blood? What do you mean Jesus is equal to God? What? Right. So it was a new gospel. They didn't understand it. People was very upset, very mad. Right. And the gospel, it, it's there is no way that you can speak the truth and not step on some toes. Right. See, we're not called to be. You can't please everybody. Right. That's the title of the episode. You cannot please everybody. You know, because if you try to please one, there's a there's 100 others that are going to be upset that you said this, that or the other. Right. So you you have literally no power. The power is not in compromising the word. And I see this happening so much today. Right. Where the word of God is watered down. They're in churches. 
These people are pastors. They're probably all really called to be pastors, but they're trying to be popular. They're trying to popularize the gospel and see the gospel is never meant to be popularized. The gospel is the truth. That is it. That's it. That's it. It's the gospel, right? Some will be drawn to it. Some will be repelled by it and repulsed by it. That's that. It is the gospel. Here we go. Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. See, you cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And actually, let's back up for a second. See, there's a distinction here, right? Paul is not talking about the Torah, right? He's not talking about the Torah. Paul was talking about the gospel. He said it, the gospel of Christ, right? The gospel of Christ. Yeah, we ain't talking about the whole Bible, right? It is the gospel of Christ. It is focused. It is potent, right? It is the gospel of Christ. This, the gospel of Christ, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To everyone that believeth, right? So then you have to ask yourself, well, what exactly is the gospel of Christ? Christ. Right. And the gospel of Christ is not the whole Bible, although the whole Bible does talk about the Lord, does point to the Lord. This is very, very, very specific. And it's so very, very, very simple. It's a simple message that even a simpleton can get. The Bible talks about that. Right. God made it very simple, very simple. So what is the gospel of the Christ that Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? What is this gospel of Christ that is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth? What is it? Can you ask yourself this? Right. And, and do you know, do you know what the gospel of Christ is? Before I explain that. I'm going to I'm going to pull up a very, a very uh, a recent example of someone that preached the gospel of Christ. OK, Billy Graham, who has since gone on to glory. Billy Graham was an American evangelist. Right. If you don't know who this was, you can Google him. Right. I love Billy Graham. Still do. Right. Still watch his sermons. Billy Graham preached all over the world, the Lord used this man literally to bring probably millions. You can Google the count. I'm almost positive it was over a million souls to Christ, right? A million souls, many of whom were not Americans, many of whom did not speak the English language. Hmm. Yet they came. They came to him. See, why? Why would they come? These people would come by the tens of thousands. They'd wait for days for the Billy Graham crusade. They'd come and they'd give their lives to God. They come. Why? 
People of every color, from every nation, homosexuals, heterosexuals, transsexuals, whatever, right? Whatever you want to say, right? People, everybody sins. So, you know, people put labels on other people. But the bottom line is the sinners came. They came. And they heard the gospel of the Christ and what they found was that there was the power of God unto salvation for every one of them that would believe. And that is why they came. See, this gospel of Christ. It's not a popular gospel, but it is an effective gospel. Come on now. It's not a popular gospel. If you preach the gospel of Christ, you're going to step on people's toes. Right. People are going to be very some people are going to be very upset with you. How dare you say that? How dare you call me a sinner? How dare you exclude me from saying that I can go to heaven and that and that I'm going to be judged and go to hell? How dare you? Who are you to say that? Right. Some people are going to be furious, furious, furious. Some people are literally going to want to kill you. For preaching the gospel of Christ. OK. They are. They are. Right. But this doesn't mean that we water it down to make it more palatable so that now it's more popular. Jesus never came to be popular. You understand that, right? Jesus did not come to be popular. Right. Jesus was looking for those that wanted to be saved. He was looking for those that wanted to be saved. And so we need to have that same mindset, right? We're not here to get likes and follows. If you're here to preach the gospel, you're not here. I don't care if you put it on social media, right? It's not about, hey, let me check back and see if they like that message. Eh, wrong, right? The gospel, hallelujah. It's about God being glorified. It's about the God, see, the Bible says, if I be lifted up, all men be drawn unto me, unto me. And that doesn't mean you have a popular message and that's why people are coming. So you have a popular message like Joel Osteen. I was just saying, right. It's a popular message. He doesn't talk about sin. He doesn't talk about the wrath of God. He doesn't he doesn't talk about these things. It's a nice sugary message. Which is positive, which would be OK if the man was a motivational speaker. But he's saying he's a preacher. He's saying he's a reverend. See, now that's a problem. Right. Because it's a nice, popular message. And the gospel of Christ is not a nice, friendly, popular message, although it was sent by a God who loves us. Right. This message it's meant for everyone. But the truth of the matter is everyone is not going to find it appealing. And so you have to know that going in, if you're saying that, hey, I'm a believer in Christ, right? If you're a believer in Christ, then guess what? We've been called to the mission field. Every Christian, to some extent, is a missionary. Every Christian, to some extent, is an evangelist, right? Because he told us, go ye to all the nations, right? And preach, right? He said it. He called the Great Commission. That's what we call it. That's what people call it. The Great Commission, right? That's not what the Lord called it, but that's what people call it. We call it the Great Commission. We've all been commissioned, right, 
to share the good news. What is gospel? The gospel is the good news. That's what it is. It's good news. We've all been commissioned to share the good news of Christ, the gospel of Christ. And if I be lifted up, all men be drawn unto me. And that does not mean that we have to water down the message to make it popular so people will come to the church. Because see, you have these popular preachers. They're popularizing the gospel, but it's not really the gospel of Christ. It's a watered down gospel, which thus really is not the gospel at all, because the gospel is good news. So if you're not preaching the real gospel, then you ain't teaching people the good news because they're going to die and they're going to go to hell. And that, that means they missed the good news. That means it was not a gospel at all. It was a man-based doctrine, which did not have the power unto salvation to everyone that believeth. But what does the Bible says, right? Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Christ, for it is, it is, it is. What is the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. In other words, there is something embedded in this gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. That has the power to save. It has the power to redeem. It has the power. Right. To reconcile man with God, something about this gospel of Christ that has the power to do that. So when people water down the gospel, hello, to make it more appealing. And we say that God is not going to judge sin, unrepentant sin, right? Some people get hung up on whether that sin is, you know, homosexuality. Whether it's being a thief, whether it's being a drunkard, whether it's being, you know, a, 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 a whoremonger, whether it's being a violent man, you're going around beating people, whether you're stealing stuff. Hey, sin is sin. That's how God sees sin. Right. But the devil trips people up. Because they love their sin and they don't want to give it up. They take it personal. They personalize it. He's talking about me. See, that word is, is cutting them to the heart. They don't like it and they get mad. And what can you do about it? Well, I can tell you what you can, what you cannot do. If you're trying to stand, if you're trying to stand for Christ, what you cannot do is back down. What you cannot do is water the water the message down. The gospel of Christ is the gospel of Christ. It is perfect the way God wrote it. He doesn't need you to tweak it. He doesn't need you and me to add to it and make it more popular. You're ruining the gospel if you do that. And you may as well. You're just basically killing people in a sense. Right. If these these people are watering down the gospel and if you're one of those people that are going to water down the gospel because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, quote unquote, because you don't want to step on anybody's toes, because you don't want to offend somebody, because you don't want to lose followers and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You right. You're letting these people die. You're letting these people drive down the street when you know good and well that the bridge is out. And you could have stopped them and you didn't stop them. And see, this is why God is going to judge us on judgment day for those of us 
that knew the gospel and wouldn't tell it, that taught it wrong. If you're a teacher and if you're called to teach, teachers are really going to be judged much more harshly. Why? Because you understood the bridge is out. Why'd you let them go down there? Well, you couldn't exactly stop them. But why didn't you tell them? The bridge is out. Please don't drive down and the bridge is out. If you go down that way, you're going to die, man. There is no bridge. The bridge is gone. Right. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Right. But when you change the gospel, you're not telling them the bridge is out. I believe they're doing some road work down there. Yeah, they're doing some road work. Yeah, you keep on going. See, the immediacy and the danger you just removed it so they don't understand that they're in danger. And if they don't understand that they're in danger, why or why would they repent? Why would they? So when you water down the gospel and we still going to get to what the gospel of Christ is, when you water down the gospel of Christ. Right. You just ruin somebody's chances to get out of their sin. You remove the very reason that they need to come to Christ anyway. Don't do that. Don't water it down. If people don't like it, they just don't like it. You can't please everybody. Don't you understand that by now? If you're older than 10 years old, even a 10 year old child understands this. You can't please everybody. Hey, little Johnny wants to be liked in school. He wants people to like him. But at some point he realizes before he leaves high school, you know what? I can't please everybody. I just need to be who I am and just be me. And the people that like me, like me. And if they don't like me, they just don't like me. Right. The people that want God and they want the word of God, that message is going to land on their hearts. They're going to receive it. And, and because it is the gospel of Christ, that means it has the power of God under salvation. That means they can be saved. Right. As long as they believe they can be saved. So everybody doesn't like the message. That's OK. That's OK. It's OK. So people going to call you names. You mean to tell me you never had somebody call you names before? I think you're old enough. You can deal with this. This message is for mature Christians. But even if you're a baby Christian, I think you can deal with this. Right. The devil does this. You're judging me. He don't make nothing new, man. It's the same old things he's been using to say through people, right? To try and get you to bow down and acquiesce and, and tone it down just a little bit, please. Just water it down just a little bit. I will not do such a thing, right? Right? You're judging me. You're, you're, you Christians are so judgmental. Who, who's to say your way is the only way, right? Hey, it's not your job to defend the gospel. It's not my God. It's not my job to defend the gospel. The gospel is what it is. It's not up for debate. I'm not here to debate. I just get I just let you know the bridge is out. <laughs> OK, the bridge is out. But because God loves you so much, he's letting you know the bridge is out. And some people will be like, thank you so much. They may thank you, but really what they're, they're thanking God. God, thank you so much for letting me know the bridge is out. Thank you so much for letting me know that I am in danger of going to hell. God, thank you so much for letting me know that you are the real God. Thank you so much. A grateful heart. You'll find those people and those people will really get converted. Right. Why? Because they really got the gospel of Christ. But you have these people these false conversions that came through a watered down doctrine of the 
gospel of Christ, as I've already said, which really is no gospel at all. It's only good news if you have power unto salvation, right? If you can escape the wrath of God from your sins, that's good news. If what you heard coming out of a preacher's mouth from a pulpit was not the gospel of Christ, then guess what? It's not good news because if you don't repent when you die, you're going to hell. That's not good news. That's not good news. Okay. So what is the gospel of Christ? It's simple. Look, God made man in his image. Man sinned against God. Now man separated from God. What did God do? What did God do? The gospel of Christ is summed up in one scripture, John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. That is the gospel. Man sinned against God. What did God do? God figured out a way to get man back so man doesn't have to die and go to hell. He sent his son, Jesus. Right. To live in a body, to walk amongst us as a human, to live a perfect life. And to die on the cross, to take your sins, my sins, to be brutally beaten and scorned and kicked and mocked and spit on. He took the full wrath of God that was meant for you, that was meant for me, that was meant for these other people who are all sinners, all have sinned, the Bible says, and have fallen short. All have sinned. So whether your sin is homosexuality, whether your sin is perversion, whether your sin is, uh, 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 I, you know, I watch pornography, whether your sin is I'm a thief and I like breaking in people's stuff and stealing, whether your sin is I like beating my wife and kids, you know, I like, you know, I, I'm a racist person and I want to make fun of other, you know, whatever your sin is, right? It's sin. It's all going to be judged, right? But God, but Jesus that's why God sent Jesus. That's why God the Father sent Jesus to die for you and for me so that we don't have to take the punishment for our sins. He put it on Jesus instead. And now you're made right with God. And when you die, guess what? You get to live with him because it's appointed unto every man to die but once. There's no way out of it. But guess what? You don't have to taste of the second death. What is that? The lake of fire. You don't have to go to hell. There's a ticket. Christ bought the ticket for you. He bought the ticket for you already. It's a ticket. It's, it's there. It's waiting for you. You have a pass. It's waiting for you. Christ paid for it. He paid for it. I used this analogy before, right? Oh, you want to go see the, I want to go see the new Star Wars movie. Great. It's all the way across town. Oh, I, I want to go see it though. You know what? No problem. Hey, man, I already bought you some tickets. This ticket's waiting for you at the will call, right? Just go up there. I already paid the price. I already paid the price. You don't have to, you don't have to do any, just go pick it up. Just go pick it up, right? That's what he did. That's what he did for you. And all you have to do in this scenario is what? Go across, believe, believe that, that I really did buy you tickets. 
Why would I just come out right and lie and be like, hey, I bought you tickets to go see this movie. Like, if you know me, you know I wouldn't do that, right? If I told, all you have to do is believe I bought you tickets. And then just show up. Just go do what I to do. Just go show up at the Bijou, at the wheel call, pick up your tickets, go in and watch the movie. That's, that's what he did for us. All you have to do is believe God really did send his son, Jesus. He really did send Jesus. It's documented. There's documented proof. Jesus really did walk the earth. He really was here, right? Hey, all you have to do is believe, right? Thief on the cross. We all know about the thief on the cross. Three people on the cross that day, Jesus and two thieves flanking him. One thief was mocking him. Fool. He was mocking him. Ha ha. Right. You're supposed to be God. You're up here with us. Right. Jesus ain't say nothing to him. Didn't say nothing to the man. The other thief rebuked that thief. Hey. Right. Leave him alone. He's a good man. We deserve to die. He didn't do anything. He's innocent. And then what did he say? Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Oh, the mercy. And what did Jesus say? Barely I tell you, right? You shall be with me this day in paradise. See how simple it was? And they're on the cross. What can they do? They can't go anywhere. They can't buy anything. They, they couldn't build it. They couldn't do anything except believe. One, one perished. The other, as Jesus promised him, when they died, he was in paradise with Jesus. All he had to do was believe that what he told him was the truth. That's it. Right? That's it. That's all. That's the gospel. That's the gospel of Christ. Right? That's it. It's just that simple. So when you look at somebody like Billy Graham, why were millions of people coming to Billy Graham? Many of whom could not even understand because the love of God is contained in the gospel of Christ. And it is the power of God and the salvation of everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. If I be lifted up, all men be drawn unto me. You don't need to water down the gospel. Right. And it's not that all men is every single man and woman and child on the face of the planet is going to be drawn to him. We know that's not what that means, because Jesus himself was here and was preaching. And every single man and woman. Right. Was not drawn to him. Many were many were offended by what he said offended, slapped his face and everything, right? Tore their clothes. They were very offended. But there were those who had a circumcised heart that were looking for God. See, those people were drawn unto him. And it could have been an Israelite. It could have been a Roman, right? And in many instances, we saw that, right? Where it was a Roman centurion that, that came and, 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 oh, you know, they, they, they heard the message and they gave themselves to Christ. So it doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Whether you're a man or a woman or all these other different genders, which I still really don't understand that. I mean, there's, I've read somewhere now there's apparently like 
I think like 20 something genders. I regardless. Right. Jesus Christ died for all of us, all of us. This is the gospel of Christ. So don't you dare be ashamed and don't you dare water down the perfect gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to get somebody to like you or follow you or, you know, you know, to make you popular and make you fit in. Because there is a day you're going to be judged by God because when you when you water down the doctrine in the gospel of Christ, it's not the gospel anymore. These people can't be saved. They're believing a lie. And when they perish, that blood, God is going to hold you responsible and me responsible. Right. For that blood. Right. Stand on the word of God. Right. Stand on it. Right. Now is not the time to buckle. Now is not the time to compromise. Right. Strengthen the feeble hands. Right. Confirm the, the weak knees, right? Now is the time to strengthen your resolve in Christ, right? This is not playtime, right? The Lord is coming soon. He's coming soon. And the Bible says he's coming with vengeance and he's coming also with his recompense. He is coming. Be encouraged. Okay, I hope this helps you. Be encouraged. Don't compromise the gospel. It's not worth it, right? A few people slap patting you on the back. It's not worth it. And we to men when all, all men say, good things about you anyway, right? If everyone's saying good things about you, mm, you know, you, you may want to check your doctrine, right? I know some people going to be fired up when they hear my messages. I know that. But you know, I got a good friend. It's called block and delete. <laughs> I'm not sitting here having no argument with somebody, right? Hey, you receive the message. If you don't understand you genuinely and they genuinely want to understand you know, X, Y, and Z. Sure, we can have a discussion. But if someone's coming, they're coming at you. They're coming at you publicly and they're attacking you in this. You don't have to deal with that. They obviously don't want the gospel. Okay, bye-bye. There's nothing to say, right? I mean, hey, maybe you handle it differently. That's This is how I handle it. I have a good friend named Block and Delete. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't play that, right? Hey. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> I hope this message helps you. And remember, always submit yourself unto God. OK, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. So until next time, aloha and be blessed.